Splitting the check at a restaurant, that's what we're talking about today. Is there a way to avoid those awkward moments we all dislike so much? How can you get the check paid so it's comfortable and fair for all parties? This is Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking dialogue about everyday dilemmas. I'm your host, Marna Ashburn, here with wife, mother, and attorney, Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Marna. Hi, Mike. Good morning, everybody. And Mike Derrick a retired Army officer, combat vet, father of four, and grandfather to one. Hi, Mike. Wow. I like that clarification at the end, Marna. Good morning, Marna. Good morning, Kelly. Yeah, the introduction's getting longer. Yeah. It's so good to be back with you and with our listeners after our extended break. We're going to hang out together and learn a thing or two together. Here on Ethics and Etiquette, we offer insights and perspectives on sticky situations to help you scrutinize your choices and exercise your own ethical muscles. We all know about that awkward moment when the check is brought to the table at the restaurant. There's one check, but two or three or five or ten people. What do you do with it? What do you do next? We're going to talk about some strategies. But first, let's have a few laughs with comedian Sebastian Maniscalco as he riffs about this situation. You go out with a group and you go out to anything like a dinner or whatnot. When the bill comes, it gets weird. Because what normally happens is the bill will travel around the table. People will then begin to pitch in what they think they owe. The problem with this is there's always somebody last to get the bill. A look of confusion and concern comes over their face. They're like, what? Now, people see this and they're like, oh, a couple extra dollars or something like that? And they're like, well, I'm $687 short. So the two bucks you're going to pitch in ain't even going to put a dent in this. So how about this? How about the bill take another lap? Do another lap. First scenario here, and this is from a friend of the show, two couples are out to dinner at a restaurant. One couple orders cocktails, appetizers, surf and turf dinner, a bottle of wine, dessert, and coffee. The other couple, newlyweds, order modest entrees and drink water. When the check comes, the surf and turf couple says, why don't we just split the check down the middle? Do you have a problem with that? So let's talk about this. What should the couple of modest means say or do? What are your thoughts? Uh, They should have chosen different dinner partners. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that blows my mind. That's wrong on so many levels. I mean, the the self-awareness of the couple who went to town. Oh, um, for sure. Just, it's nuts. It it reminds me of uh, that clip you just played, Marna, which is really funny. If you folks haven't seen it on YouTube, go watch it. But yeah, that is so gauche. Yeah, very self-involved. Yeah. So, Kelly... Yeah, I think you say, yeah, I have a problem with this. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't we just pay for what we purchased or what we ate and you all cover what you ate? We would prefer to handle it that way. Yeah, there we go. And hey, be ready to jettison that relationship. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking, Mike. I mean, and the other thing that bothers me about the scenario is, you know, you're saying that the other couple is newlyweds, which implies that they are young. So what is this other couple, you know, if they're 10, 15, 20 years older doing if they're trying to take advantage of the young couple or maybe even they should cover it? Right. Exactly. 
That'd be a nice gesture, wouldn't it? It would. I think the other thing, too, is when you go out and maybe the situation is unclear or your peers or these are really close friends that you you really value that relationship and you don't want anything to come between you, you show restraint when ordering. If you're going out and ordering the most expensive thing on the menu, that's a little too bold. And you probably don't need to eat that anyhow, just saying. Um, I'm just yeah, saying. That, okay? was, that was a big meal, but I would totally do that. Um, Lobster, for sure. Not, not the not paying part or, or trying to split the check, but I would order the big, you know, the big meal. My, my sister told me a story. I was talking with her about our show, and she was telling me a story about being on Cape Cod this summer with friends at another couple's uh, daughter's wedding. And they all went out to lunch at a lovely place in Cape Cod. And there was lobster roll. And my sister said out loud, oh, my gosh, I'd love to get the lobster roll. It looks wonderful. And then she kind of looked at it closely, and it was $58. Jeez. For a, That's a Massachusetts lunch. for You're you. You're kidding. Yeah, for a lunch <laughs> lobster roll. So she kind of moved on. You know, they were all talking. And because she didn't want to get the lobster roll, and take advantage of other people because she knew they, you know, probably split the the check. It was like three couples, and she was like, "Well, the chicken salad or something or other looks good." And one of her girlfriends was like, "Come on, Karen, you want to get the lobster roll?" And then that person said, "Who wants to get the lobster roll?" And everybody raised their hand. <laughs> so they all ended up getting the lobster roll. So it all worked out. But oh, she, right. so they were all okay with it. Yeah, but she right. was not going to get it because she didn't want to be that person, you know, that had the really expensive yeah. item. Well, yeah. I hope it was a good lobster roll, $58. Yeah, that's pretty You know what I didn't rich. even ask? Wow. I was, I was focused <laughs> on, the, uh, on the story. But she's a very, like, she's, she, she's a very light eater, so she probably didn't even eat the whole thing. So Did she get coleslaw and fries with that? <laughs> Again, I didn't. I was focused on yeah. the ethical dilemma, Mike. Was oh. it the platter? <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking about the lobster roll right now, you know. Kathy's from mm-hmm. Maine, so... I know. They yeah. are. Like, it is unbelievable when you get a lobster roll, uh, you oh, know, yeah. up in New yeah. England. A good oh, one, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, $58, I don't know. Right. Mm. Well, I used to go to this uh, little snack shack for lobster rolls when I lived in Rhode Island, but it was $10 for a lobster roll. So I'm all over that. Are you sure that that was lobster, Marna? (laughs) It might have been flounder. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Masquerading as lobster. Anyway, you know, that's a good one. I have been out to lunch with my sister, lunch or breakfast, and when the server comes to the table to take our order, the server will say, will this be one check or two? Two! My sister always says, two, like really no doubt about it. So when you're with family, you know, there's that. You can do it that way. Two checks right off the bat. Yeah. When I'm out with a bunch of other people, like a, a several couples out to dinner, I always make sure I give the server a heads up about who's with who so she knows what checks are going to whom mm-hmm. and just helps her in the order. And I know with point of sale options, cash registers, it's easier for the servers to break up the checks. But That's right. Mm-hmm. I think it's helpful if they know ahead of time Certainly. who's with it which It used check. to be a real burden back in the day when you would say, we want to split the check. Some waitresses, especially those who were overworked or less polite than others, would roll their eyes and go, oh, jeez, you know, right. like that's, that's a lot of math on my part. I had some that wouldn't do it. They're yeah. like, yeah, no, that's, that's not possible. You, you knew it right. was, but mm-hmm. they were basically saying, you guys figure it out. 
Yeah, exactly. Because it's their time. But now it is much easier. And then I had another friend who was out with her stepmother and her two stepsisters. These are all adults. And when the server came to the table, the stepmother said to the server, I'm paying for myself and these two. And that left my friend, the third one, you know, kind of out on her own. And my friend thought that was a little too aggressive way to approach it. Yeah, I mean, that's the mean, evil stepmother for you. Yeah, that's just rude. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. She doesn't sound like a nice person. She's contributing to the stereotype. Type. Yeah, that's yeah, what the my friend thought. Like, golly, what's a better way to handle that? Just pay. I mean, if you're if you got to be that cheap, or don't mm-hmm. invite her. I mean, if you think so little of her that you're going to pay for only your own kids, you're on your own. That kind of is upsetting. That's what she thought. Eating out with folks requires a certain amount of emotional intelligence. If people don't have that, you know, maybe you just don't go to dinner with them. Folks who just can't seem to sense the right thing to do or the situation that different people may find themselves in, especially financially, or who order something remarkably expensive off a menu and then sort of expect others to chip in for their meal. It's not in the, in the good behavior book, I'll tell you that much. That's bad form, Marna. I think we may talk about that later. Bad form. I, I think it's rude. It's just downright rude. Yeah. You're trying to mm-hmm. take advantage of people. I think you want to be generous whenever you can. When in doubt, be generous. When in doubt, be polite. And if you feel in the end that you've been taken advantage of, don't do it again. But at mm-hmm. least, when I say don't do it again, I mean don't go back out with those people. But at least you can yeah. hold your head high and feel like, okay, I handled this in a classy manner. Right. I did the right thing here. I'm disappointed with my stepmother or this person or that person, and I, mm-hmm. I won't put myself in this situation again. And it's really unfortunate if it's family. Uh, that's, that's a real problem. I so. mean, really, the stepmother there is almost saying, you're not family. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. two are family, but you're yeah. not. Yeah. Um, which... It's very sad. It was a very uncomfortable situation, I could tell. My friend was telling me. But let's talk about family here. Let's talk about some, a couple different scenarios, check splitting and family. When you're out with family, is it okay to do what my sister does or just do checks right off the bat or make it clear um, from the start? I think it depends on the nature of your family. I mean, most of my kids now are in a position where they earn good salaries and they're doing fine. And frankly, I know some of them earn far more than I do, yet I sort of feel like, okay, this is my responsibility. I want to show them that I value the opportunity to be with them. So I like to pay for the check. And every now and then, especially my daughter and my son-in-law will go, no, 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 no. You have paid for the last three meals. This one's on us. And they do it gracefully. And I say, oh, okay. And so you relent. That's great. Hey, it's easy to relent. Those guys live in California. So again, that's, it's like going to New York City. You just got to be careful. Some your money just flows through your fingers. Yeah. So I was out with a friend yesterday, not for a meal, just talking. We were talking about this upcoming episode. And she said, as the older person in a group, she'll always pay for the check. And she said, it doesn't matter. Her nieces and nephews are in their 40s, but she's still the oldest So she always reaches for the check and pays. It's just a principle with her. Yeah, I think that's very gracious. I really do. Yeah, it's generous. It's gracious. And I like it. That's what I do with my nieces and nephews. I don't see them as much as I'd like to. And they're not yet in their 40s. But whenever I see them, I definitely pick up the check and try to cover things. I I went out to California last spring with my son to look at colleges. And my niece and nephew live out there. And we spent a lot of time together. And you know, I covered everything. I felt I should. And I was happy to. It was such a great opportunity to see them and spend time mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. And, you know, they're, like you said, in California, it's so expensive. And they're really hustling to make their way 
Right. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to get out to a nice dinner when you're, you know, in your mid or late 20s and have somebody pick up the check. It sure is. Yeah. It's nice when you're in your 30s and 40s, too. Oh, yeah. It's I can't nice. deny it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's sure. always, it's always mm-hmm. nice. Absolutely. And like with my parents, I try, my husband and I try to pick up the check because they're retired now and they're on fixed income. They covered so many things for me over my life and... So I'm happy to do it. So that's the other end of it as folks get older. It's nice to pick up the check for them. You know, I'd like to be invited to eat with you sometime, Kelly. <laughs> um, I'm on a fixed income. Yes. And yes. I think I'm older. Mike is so, a pensioner. Um, <laughs> um, you have to be an octogenarian, Mike. Uh, so I'm I working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> closer than close. you think. Well, we're all getting closer. Here's another scenario I think we need you guys to weigh in on. Say you're invited by some friends out to dinner to celebrate something, a promotion or a birthday or something. Can you assume that they're going to pay? Should you clarify? What do you do? Assuming tends to lead to trouble. Yeah, you kind of got to suss out the situation. And the gracious, thoughtful host will say, hey, come join us for so-and-so's birthday or retirement. And oh, by the way, it's on us or whomever might be paying. And, And so they make that clear up front. Plus, you'll get better attendance if you do that. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think that's, if you're going to go to the trouble of inviting someone to an event to celebrate something, it's incumbent on that individual to let folks know what the deal is. So that's how I feel about it. What if that person doesn't let you know, though? Yeah, I think you assume then that you're responsible for your own meal. Mm-hmm. I uh, agree. If somebody invites you to dinner to celebrate whatever, I'm assuming that. I'm responsible for myself and, you know, and my husband or whoever's there from my family. And I'm not going to ask or anything like that. I would expect them to say, hey, we'd really love you to join us. And, you know, we're covering this dinner, our treat or something. And if they say that, great. But that's not going to be determinative for me. I'm going to come because I care about that person or I want to spend time with the the people and cover my my own meal. And I might bring a little gift if it's a birthday or something like that. Okay, let's do a little real time exercise. You're at this nice restaurant having just celebrated a promotion (laughs) Uh or what have you. Uh Here comes the server with the check. That moment, check is placed on the table. What do you say? Okay, more context, please, Marna. (laughs) Who's eating? (laughs) Just the three of us? Say say that there are the four of you, like the people who invited you out to dinner, and it was never clarified. Is this your treat, their treat, whatever. So the check comes to the table. Mike, what's the first thing you do? Reach for it and say, I got this? No, (laughs) not necessarily. I mean, it depends on who I'm eating with, but typically among at least our friends and acquaintances, you just hand a credit card, the other person or the other one of the other couple hands a credit card, and you just split the check right down the middle. And there's no figuring, there's no painful math at the table. Uh, You don't put the server through any extra difficulty, and you just split it down the middle. Again, that's assuming that, you know, somebody didn't order like a one guy ordered a cup of soup and the other ordered the surf and turf. So, um, or cocktails. I think once somebody starts ordering drinks and the other folks don't, then you have an issue. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is so expensive. You know, cocktails and dessert will really add a lot to a mm-hmm. check. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I so, agree with Mike. You can start by just saying, "Hey, I just think communicating, like, hi, how, you know, hey guys, how do you want to handle this?" 
uh, should we split it evenly? I'm going to split it down the middle or you want to mm-hmm. do it by meal and, and just see what the other party says. Um, and what if they say, let's split it down the middle, but they're the uh, ones who had the surf and turf and, and the Manhattans and the chocolate. Well, then my bad, because I, I asked yeah. them and I, mm-hmm. I put that as an option. If, if they did that, then I'm going to I'm not going to ask the question. I'm going to say, hey, here's our credit card. And, you know, she knows what we got and. You know, something like that. Or I would even just put the credit card down and then just tell the waitress, hey, could you charge our meals on this one? Yeah, and and then just not even have the discussion. And then the other thing I'd say is, and this is very important, is got to be mindful of the tip and make sure that the waitress is taken care of. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's really Mm -hmm. important. And I know when I was young, there was a couple of times where we were not paying attention and the tip wasn't right. And that's just terrible got to make sure that that tip is cared for and that's one thing I talk about like hey the service was pretty good I'm gonna I'm gonna put 20 percent you know or 15 percent what do you think and just sort of make sure or we handle it by cash we we do the Mm -hmm. credit card by the division and then we put down the cash as the tip because that's always better for the waitress or waiter and the other thing you want to be mindful of if it's a large group they often have added already you know so you want to make sure you don't tip them twice right Mike, do you agree with Kelly's approach there? I do. But the bottom line is that whomever you just went to dinner with, that friendship, there's serious friendship erosion that's a taking place at that point. And you may choose to not go out with them again or just not spend much time with them. Again, if somebody does that, that's really, really in poor taste. You mean if if they want to split it evenly yeah, and they've right. ordered a mm-hmm. whole bunch more yeah. stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're with good friends, every time I go out with our college friends, Marna, it is... I just feel so blessed. Half the time, somebody tries to pick it up themselves. Oh, I know. Without, and it's a huge be, check. <laughs> and you got to be on the lookout. Like, okay, let me grab the waitress because it's my turn. You know, or, you know, they get a salad and then they still want to split it evenly. So you almost got to guard against that. I, I know last weekend... I met some of our friends down in Maryland where the volleyball team was playing Towson. And we went out to dinner afterwards. And Judy, one of our teammates, had a gift card to the place and insisted on putting down the gift card before we even paid anything. So the amount that everybody owed was ridiculously low. But she just wouldn't you know, she's so generous. She wouldn't, she's like, I would never use this. She just was insistent. And that makes you feel, you know, so good that you're blessed with such kind friends that yes are. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. yes that's really wonderful you know the other thing that we haven't mentioned today is if you really feel inspired to surprise other people and like take them to a meal and that normally wouldn't be expected i've been in situations where the person who wants to pay just happens to need to go to the restroom late in the meal and while they're away they arrange with the server and give them a card and then the server comes back to the table and everybody gets ready to pay and and the server looks at him and goes oh no you know whomever took care of that and you go wow that's thank you so much and you know usually there's a reason for that like oh yeah we just wanted to congratulate you guys on whatever that's a great play yeah i love those stories and also i wanted to mention as we're talking about friendships and being compassionate and understanding if you know somebody is of modest means and circumstances Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to invite them to a really expensive restaurant unless you were going to pay and you exactly mention that right up front you might want to go to a more modest diner or something Mm -hmm. and also if you are going to pay and you plan on paying i think it's a great idea to tell them right up front get whatever you want i'm paying i agree and that's what I do if I take out my nieces or nephews or if I'm visiting my daughter at school and I 
take out some of her friends. You know, I always say, hey, guys, you know, I'm going to take care of this. Please, you know, get whatever you want, because that way they don't order one slice of pizza and a water. Right, exactly. (laughs) You want them to eat, because gosh knows they're, who knows what they're eating. Right, (laughs) exactly. You want them to get a nice meal. But also, I, I would just, I would... You know, something I do with my kids is I tell my kids, if you're in that situation, do not, do not get greedy. Do not go and just find the most expensive thing on the menu. And if you do that, that's really bad. Show that restraint. Re- I'm all about restraint here. That reminds me of what my, my aunt used to say when I was younger. She said, if you're out on a date, you ask your date, well, what are you having? And if he yeah. says, well, I'm having surf and turf. Mm-hmm. Then you know the field's wide open. Yeah, right. But if, if he says I'm having mm-hmm. broccoli Piece of soup pizza and water, and water yeah, <laughs> that's great. Take Kelly. that into consideration. <laughs> well, I've had that happen before, and you're like, really? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. actually think you want to get something else here. You know, the other one there that's I think always gracious and always smooth is like when the question always comes up, like when beginning you know is person going to get a cocktail they're going to get a drink and so you know you you watch what the other person does and then you say yeah that sounds really good i'll have the same thing shall we get a bottle of wine if that's what you like yeah (laughs) yeah definitely what we like to do on this show is give you scripts for those awkward moments like we talked about so that's why i wanted to ask you guys both what do you do when the check comes to the table and you have one of those situations where you had a bowl of pea soup and they had filet mignon that's where you cut it off right at the beginning. Right. You know, you give it a chance to, to yeah. fester. You either, you know, yeah. if you decide, like, if you're not picking up the check, then you handle it proactively, put your card down and say mm. to the waitress or to your friend, oh, here's my card to cover um, what Joe and I got or mm-hmm. or to cover my meal. And you, you make it clear at that point. Like, how And what if Joe handle? says, Joe says, well, why don't we just split the check down the middle? Joe you is look an idiot. at Joe. And yeah, Joe is an idiot. <laughs> You probably don't want to spend much more time with Joe, and you say, Read you know. Read the room, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, then you just make a decision like, are you going to push it, or are you just going to split it, and then not go out to dinner with yeah. that person again mm-hmm. because they're tone deaf. I like your approach about being proactive. I think that's the best approach. Yeah, I mean, if you feel like if you've got an unequal situation like what you described, if it's sort of more of a typical meal where everybody got about the same thing, you know, then you can just have a discussion and you don't really care whether you end up just paying for what you got or whether you split the check for away. It doesn't really matter because everybody's Mm -hmm. in about the same spot. Has anybody ever been in the situation where you do credit card roulette? What is that? I've been out a couple times with peers and and peers who are friends. So there's a real familiarity in the group. So at the beginning of the meal, somebody says, hey, you want to play credit card roulette? And so everybody gives the, you know, whoever's organizing this, their credit card. And then when the server shows up, you fan out the credit cards like you would a, a hand of cards and you say to the server choose a card and so that person then whoever has their card chosen pays for the whole meal have you guys ever I, done that i have never played that game before no kelly no no no, okay. no never heard of it maybe it's a I'd guy about, thing yeah i mean the only thing i'd say about that is you know like if we meet once a month and if my card got chosen last month my card is removed from the roulette game it sounds like any roulette game it's a dangerous game yeah and then you know it's the other three guys that have gotta you know just to make it fair and then in the end by the time you go out the fourth time there's just one card that takes all the fun out of it i know and then you're keeping a chit system going which is kind of i I like it to be fair though (laughs) i mean like what if my card gets picked every time i guess i'm not playing credit card roulette with kelly (laughs) 
I was hoping, but... This whole situation is going to get way too expensive. (laughs) That's all I got. We have a new feature we'd like to introduce today, which will be not not in every episode, but we hope to have it pretty frequently. It's called On a Positive Note, in which we talk about something that we've noticed that's positive, uplifting in our lives or in our culture. And I was just reminded of a positive note having to do with the check, and I want to share it with you. We used to be stationed at Fort Campbell, and of course that's a really high op-tempo division. The units are gone a lot, and I was not with this group, but I heard about it from somebody who was with this group. A bunch of wives were out to breakfast at Cracker Barrel. She said there are about 20 of us, and when they finished up and they asked for their checks, the server said, oh, all your checks were taken care of by another customer. Apparently, this customer had asked the waitress, what is this big table of women and babies? (laughs) And she said, oh, they're all army wives from Fort Campbell. Their husbands are deployed. And so I don't know if it was a local or somebody traveling through on Highway 25, but picked up all the checks and paid for them. Wow. Isn't that Warms lovely? my heart. Warms yeah. my heart. Yeah, it's a shame. Like, there's so much negativity in the news and so much stuff about division and hate. And there's so many good stories like that out there. I wish there was like a newspaper mm-hmm. that just, you know, or a website that just did positive news. But I'm sure there is. I just got to mm-hmm. find it. Mm-hmm. We need to notice it and talk about it. And God mm. bless that person. Oh, I know. I just love that story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I would travel in uniform, even though I was of a certain rank, that still would happen to me. Because there was a time, certain times we were told not to wear uniforms traveling, but then other times it was like, oh, wear your uniform traveling. I think it had to do with the Army recruiting situation, because when the Army was having trouble recruiting, they wanted us to wear our uniforms in airports and such. But anyhow, I mean, it's happened to me, and it always warms your heart. Yeah. Either one of you have a positive note? I do. It's not as heartwarming as yours. It's not a specific story, but it's sort of selfish and it's about sports because, you know, you you guys know how I love sports and I'm just a big fan and, and especially a Philly sports fan. So I Oh, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> you live in Philadelphia. We should tell our listeners. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk about effort and persistence paying off. You know, the Phillies, they just lost the World Series last night, but had a great season and they never gave up. They started out terrible. They were like 22 and 29 and they got a new manager, a guy named Rob Thompson, who I think is almost 60, has been in baseball for many, many years, never given an opportunity to be a big league manager. They made him interim manager. They didn't even like give him the full position. And he did an amazing job. And the young guys just loved him and rallied around him. And I just think it's a great story. Something similar, you know, the Philadelphia Union had a great season. They played in the MLS Cup. They also lost yesterday. (laughs) But again, they were the underdogs. Are you all wearing black today? No, no. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it in a positive way, you know, that, you know, just about effort, perseverance and never giving up. And I have a good quote from John Quincy Adams, since we're doing on a positive note, patience and perseverance have a magical effect before which difficulties disappear and obstacles vanish. A little knowledge that acts is worth infinitely much more than knowledge that is idle. And that's John Quincy Adams. And I thought that was just a great reflection of what the Phillies and Union have done this year. That's a great quote. I love that. And we'll put that on our Instagram as well as the show notes. Way to go, Philly. Yay. And what about the Eagles? They're 8-0. Great. Okay. Okay. You live in a great sports town, Kelly. 
Yeah, at least this year. I mean, believe me, we've had some really bad years. <laughs> but it's more about like never giving up and just mm-hmm. keeping that effort and persistence and positive attitude on a positive note, Mark. Yeah, well, let's leave it on that positive note. That's going to be it for us today. As always, keep the conversation going. Our email is inbox at ethicsandetiquette.com. At Ethics Etiquette is our Instagram handle, and our website is ethicsandetiquette.com. Let us hear from you. Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks for hanging out with us. For Mike Derrick and Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman, I'm Marna Ashburn, and this is Ethics and Etiquette. New episodes are posted on the first and third Wednesdays of the month. See you then.